This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking at all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, how's it going? All good at this end, Rich. All good. Brimming with excitement ahead of Sunday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk about Norwich, Harry. I literally can't. Um, my intro as well, I was we, we had a bit of a joke before we before we started recording about whether I should say a two and a bit times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town for our friends at This Week in ITFC History, who won't be listening, apparently, Harry. They don't listen, so um, we can say whatever we want. Yeah, absolutely. And send them all our love. Send Send them all our love. love. (laughs) (laughs) We're not proud. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone will take anyone. No. Um, Should we... We can quickly... um, dash through Sheffield Wednesday because uh, there's not much to talk yeah. about really mm. um, apart from um, if he's listening um, the Sheffield Wednesday fan who who kindly listened so we've obviously Thank got you. some listenership in Yorkshire who said um, Jow's our most dangerous player you must be joking and mm. you know curse of the tweet um, mm. Jow pops up with the last minute winner yeah. um, heartbreaking really um I was driving back up the M40 when that goal was announced on Five Live and 90-minute goal, and you're thinking, come on, please be us. And of yeah. course it wasn't. No. Um, but a lot of people probably off the fence in terms of our survival chances now, Harry, which I haven't been on that fence for some time. But it felt like that was a bit of a kick in the teeth. Yeah, I was following I was following the game. I, I, in, I, was, I was at work Saturday afternoon, but I was I was following the game. It was quiet. It was a quiet afternoon in the shop or work, and um, I was keeping an eye on it. Sheffield Wednesday have struggled in front of goal, and that manifested itself. The number of chances that they missed. Forestieri had come in, he, and again, he just didn't have his shooting boots on. And I was worried. The things that have hurt us most are pace and clinical finishing. Mm. Um, in, we talked about it last week and Joao combines the two and uh, when he came on I just thought no this this let's see this out and there was it was a familiar dull pain let's just say when the goal went in we've been there so often this season so um, yeah and more, more issues ho- at left back as well obviously Kenrock yeah. 
spot yeah. for the goal. I'm sure we've got questions on Nidson, but yeah. uh, any quick yeah. thoughts there on, on a I don't know. I was, situation? I, I, was, I, was nearly, I knew I should have put something. There was a discussion on, on the Blue Monday WhatsApp, our little WhatsApp group, and I was tempted to say, why don't we play a back six? Or I had an idea of a back seven. We have two centre-backs, you have two right-backs, two left-backs, and then you have Jordan Spence as a floating extra full-back. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, so we can go, we can triple up on either flank, depending on who's coming down the bloody side so we can actually just shut them down and kill it kill it for once and for all but uh possibly a bit drastic it'll i don't know it's um i, I just don't know i've never known us to be so porous on down the down the sides before but i don't think it's just a function of the fullback positions i think it's 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 everything else that's gone on this season as well but um yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah play, we'll, we'll come on to it later yeah, yeah. we will and, and maybe that back six would work against norwich's <laughs> two wingers on each side basically isn't it um just Pretty a quick much. thought yeah. on nciala collins and chambers missed out and are still doubts for the weekend but nciala came in and it sounded like he he did well in Pennington yeah. in a more familiar position. Yeah, so. they did well. And to be fair, to the other thing I'd say is from what I saw of the game, Lambert got the balance, seemed to get the defensive balance of it right because I think we had Houston down sitting in front of them, and it was a bit of a mick thing to me from what I saw that they were trying to they were he was putting a screen around the defenses, the central defence anyway, as best he could. And and Ciala, he was to me he was absolutely fine. There was one. There was one moment, but you're always going to get one You'll moment. Always have one moment. Yeah, he will have one moment, but you just, but, but other than that, um, I, you know, I, I think he was fine. Now, whether on Sunday that pairing would work or not, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Yeah, mm. and and one final mm. thought, I guess, um, is Keenan Kuana. This it feels like a bit of a dilemma for. I literally said quandary. Then um, I will um, <laughs> a queen a quandary. Um, but Quain had a really good game of Villa, um, yeah. or good second half cameo. Keane not so good, and then mm. they're just—is this still as we've been talking about the last few weeks? Players start still needing match time to get up to speed, um, mm. or is it maybe that some players are good in some systems at home and away? Um, mm. Is it just too early to tell on these two, Harry? I think they're still getting up to speed. I do. The, the danger of going pure four four two, because I know it's come up in discussions, is that the two can end up getting badly isolated if the midfield isn't working. You end up just playing two men light, and the two forwards become, can become isolated. So I, I genuinely, it's we said this last week. Oh God, patience! You know we've been talking about patience for all season, really. Have, yeah. Give her <laughs> time. Yeah. Give her time, and I give Lambert <laughs> yeah. time. Give, give the Lambert, forwards yeah. time. As I say, you know, it takes longer for an attacking quartet to, to kind of wire, get the the old Cobalion bonds, as I described, and getting them all wired up. No. But I, I, I don't know. For me, one thing I would say is Kwaner is not a striker. Kwaner is a winger. Yeah. He's an assister. Get him out while he looks like a striker. He's all the demeanor of a striker, but he he's not. He's, you know, stick him out wide, get him pinging crosses in and have Keane in there and have breaking midfielders to kind of support him and the Freddie on the opposite wing maybe just cutting inside I like I personally like George centrally myself yep. I think he's he's the one player of of that group of attackers we have who can operate in tight amounts of space hmm. he's he's got that ability to kind of work his way through if if Teddy isn't around I mean our plan B would be to move George out left bring Teddy in centrally and then and, and work it that way instead but we have the thing is we have the thing is we have some material to work with in terms of getting the attacking balance right so it's not a all is not lost but um I do think for me it's going to be that last eight games of the season if we can get if we can click 
but it's, we could be, we could be gone by then. I was a, a, a dark thought occurred to me with Brexit on the radio and television every day at the moment. Uh, Britain crashing out on the 29th of March and Ipswich crashing out of the, out of the championship. <laughs> which comes first? <laughs> which comes first? It's, it's a disaster. Sorry, gallows humour. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's I I think that's what the the whole campaign is now based on that last group of 10 games which isn't far off now to see you know if we can build some momentum and get 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 into that but it will take it will take one hell of a run to to pull it off now but um yeah. we're not we're not dead yet we're not dead no, yet and, and, no. but next up um not the kind of challenge that you want when you're searching no. for points or searching for wins i mean where do we yeah. start here we've we've um so for everyone listening or watching at home we we Harry and I were trying to figure out our strategy for this one because it's a tricky yeah. one because um, clearly we want to do a, a, the usual professional job and Harry's done his due diligence as always um, on Norwich. But similarly, it would be quite a depressing lesson for an hour or so hearing how great um, our worst, <laughs> our, our rivals are. So I think what we'll do is we're, we're pretty comfortable with the starting 11 yeah. with a couple of extras. So we'll kind of do the usual through the team and talk about those. Um we want to talk about um, some of their deficiencies as well, so we'll maybe bias our time on Norwich and talk about those. Um, mm. But I guess, I guess we have to hold our hands up, really, don't we? Um, um, this the kind of the game second of September appears to be this kind of crossroads moment for both clubs, where yeah. Hurst had a strategy and maybe kind of threw it up in the air a little bit and brought in three low knees. Norwich um, didn't have the best of games, but kind of stumbled across the idea of shoving Pookie up front and brought in yeah. Godfrey as a centre-back because um, Close yeah. went off injured and have basically stuck with the same team and it's just clicked, hasn't it? Um, yeah. And the other thing that I think both of us kind of have spotted as well is just the differences off the field as well. Um, we were remarking about Ian Milne's maybe ill-judged comments about this director of football sporting director model and how it he doesn't he's not a fan of it but it's worked really well for Norwich hasn't it um, yeah and I think probably both of us would view that Stuart Webber the man behind the scenes is arguably just as much as responsible as Daniel Farker is for where they are in the league at the moment yeah um, where, where where would you like to start Harry it's an interesting it's 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 an interesting place to start stepping right back from the whole thing um mullet actually asked a brilliant question where he looked into the you know he was trying to say what could we learn from the norwich approach um and you know he, he joked i think about uh, microphones and and alcohol um i think it's re referencing delia i think but um i think the difference between us over the last decade and that's, that's not go down the evans route again we'll save that till the summer but um it's the fact that when the moment has come city have always been more ruthless and more decisive both when things go wrong, but also when opportunities arise. Yep. And obviously the and I would say Weber being available, when, however they found out or got word of it or or asked the question, that was an opportunity arising, and they really did take it. Um, and one of the City fans said during the week, he said, Fark has put together a great blend of foreign senior and exciting homegrown players. And I put in brackets question mark Weber question mark I don't yeah. know if necessarily it was Fark who did the recruiting but um you know they have played a blinder in terms of getting what what, what Fark gets the credit for is putting the balance together but um but it has clicked there is a pattern Stif some things have contributed to it for example 
a lot of the foreign recruits are now going into their second full season in championship football. Yep, great show. So therefore, they're now suddenly they they get the league. They know what's they know what it's all about. They've had a, they've had two pre seasons. The second one with a body of of forty of odd games knowledge of how the how the mad championship works. Plus, then the blooding through of the players. Plus, then. Fark's concept, he has got a model of play, which we'll come on and talk about. So, you know, synchronizing all those three things together over, it's taken them two years to do it since Fark came in in May. And it wasn't always guaranteed because if you think back to the summer, there were serious questions. They said, it's make or break season for Fark. They were were split 50-50. Um, City fans were when Ben and I did the preview show as to whether or not Fark was going to do it. And even in in, in the Portman Road game, it, it was it, in the build up to that, they weren't happy either. Mm. Mm. Well, the, and then mm. the 1 0 draw yeah. in September, I yeah. distinctly remember the away and being really unhappy with some of the substitutions. Mm. And there might have been yeah. even um, quiet whispers of Fark has sorted it out. So, yeah, yeah. Let's, not for, let's not think that Norwich have been at it from minute one of this season it, it has been a slow build to about yeah. september october and then suddenly yeah. it's it's gone stratospheric hasn't it and yeah one more and just point sorry go on just one quick point rich to say as well they it's taken them 18 months to get to where they are now 20 months nearly mm. whereas we tried to do it in four yeah <laughs> Yeah. And that was a, yeah, so yeah. I, I can really commend the um, Taunton Orange City show between Jack um, and Ben. It's yeah. um, the two of them together, um, making no obvious comments about the person who wasn't there, maybe, um, is a really constructive, really sensible, grown-up conversation about the two clubs. And, and Ben was yeah. pretty honest about our approach with Hurst. Um, but the point I wanted to make just quickly on Norwich's behind-the-scenes stuff is, yes, kind of Delia... Um, and her husband are present and visible, um, maybe more so than more, much more than Evans is. But they've never, you've never got the sense that they are interfering. They've set the budgets, but they've always found someone to run the footballing side of the club. It was McNally for a while, and uh, when Lambert was there, it's Weber kind of now, isn't it? They've never yeah. kind of. Um, I, we, I know you said well, let's not talk about Evans, but one of my big bugbears for Evans is that he's never found someone proper. Yeah, with football understanding to run that side of the club, and yeah. I think that's where Norwich have always seemed to be better off than we are. Yeah, I don't know whether you agree with that or not. No, I'd agree with that. If you think about the three, there are three windows which went badly wrong to me. Keane's first window, and because Clegg to me was not a football man mm. to go in, he was a sports administrator. There was Jules' final summer, and then there was last summer, where you have a manager who, for whatever reason, isn't lacks experience, lacks confidence, whatever it is. Whereas with Mick and with hopefully with Lambert, we'll see as well. You had a, a wizened old manager who was able to run the whole show. Ben talked about that in the interview with with um, with um, Jack. On, with Jack um, that it was um, it, it, it was uh, he handed pretty much the footballing side of it over to Mick, knowing that Mick he could trust Mick to get on with it. And it it worked to a certain level. There were lots of flaws in terms of the style of football, the disconnect with the style of football, and what was going on in the academy. There were, you know there were there were there were fault lines in it, but um, but not having another football brain in there in it's hindsight, a challenge. yeah, it's has more been. That, actually. Yeah, it's a, it's the lack of balance. You get you lose balance. You lose mm. balance there definitely because you've only you've got. A, like we, last summer, you had a rookie manager and an owner who is not a football man, and, and not and not knowing that he could actually intervene to mitigate the damage that was being done. Yeah, hindsight, hindsight, hindsight. Exactly right. Well, yeah. that's, um, so there's a bit of um, 
back slapping for Norwich and the way they run their club. Yeah. Let's go through the team. Shall I? Can I suggest that we start up front and work our way back? Because sure. where we think yeah. there is opportunity, moderate <laughs> opportunity, <laughs> is at the back. So let's end with yeah. that, shall we? Yeah. It's the, when we talk about opportunity, Star Wars was on the other day. And you know the vent... The event. The... Oh, this is brilliant, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The size you know, of a womp rat or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, we basically we need to use the force to get somebody in, you know, Quan or, or Alan Judge to go down the tunnel, use the just force, imagining don't, us just our... imagining it, and then drop the bomb in on the 89th minute, and don't abuse the away fans, and then we're we're and then get the hell out of there. And then there's so a big, that, huge explosion. <laughs> a huge explosion, basically. That's brilliant. That's. That's that's what that, that those are the odds. This is what okay. we're for. So, <laughs> so I'm going to start with I'm going to st- mention st- his name, Pookie. Yeah. I really yeah. like Pookie. Yeah. He's come from nowhere though, and he's so a striker who scores all kinds of goals. Start of the season, perhaps in that withdrawn number ten role, which and it wasn't really working for him, and and then has suddenly gone. He's got 19 goals, I think it is. Um, yeah. Is just on a really rich vein of form, isn't he? And scored yeah. again. Did he score against Leeds? I'm trying to recall. I think he. Possibly did. Oh, yes, he did. He had a tap in, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He Keep got the tap in. Saved yeah. one in and yeah. palmed it out. Yeah. And he tapped in. But yeah, yeah, he's kind of re- he's found his form being the sole striker, isn't he? Yeah. Um, what does Pookie add? He's in a way he's 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 perfect for their style of football. Um, one of the couple of key comments and one's described him as sharp as a knife. It's a combination not just of lethal finishing, but of clever movement. And the, the, the phrase that really defined him, which they came out with, one of them said, his reaction time is quicker than a particle accelerator. Right. And I thought that's absolutely spot on. He's Johnny on the spot, but, isn't he? He really is, not, but it's not even that. Do you remember the playoff goal we scored against him at Portman Road? We all, there was a, you know, sometimes when a goal goes in, you've got a two-second pause and you think, oh my God, we're going to There's score. There's a blue shirt there first. Yeah, yeah it's, and, it's, and, then, and then the goal, then it goes into the goal and we all go mad. Yeah. That never happens with Pookie. If you're even watching the highlights, you think, "Oh my God, he's it's gone he's in." There. Yeah, yeah, it's there. That's 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 what he does. Right. He he seems to he's 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 is so incisive that way. He can just you know he can hit the he, he reacts so quickly and immediacy, I suppose, is the best way. One of them said he hits his shots away before defenders have a chance to react. And the other thing about him as well, because the backup of Jordan Rhodes. Um, doesn't this is the, he does all the things Jordan Rhodes doesn't do? Yeah. He's he's a workhorse. He defends. He hurries high up the pitch. He plays with no fuss and a smile on his face. Not not that Jordan is a, an unhappy man, but um, but he but it's it's he's got an all round attacking game and he lifts the team. He he when you've got a, a striker in that lethal form, of course it's going to it's going to give everybody a boost because you think right. If we can get the ball up there, we know we're going That's to get cool. some goals. It yeah. just it makes, it makes a big difference. Yeah, Rhodes has kind of been in and out, hasn't he? He has played as a substitute for each of the last seven league games. Right. Yeah, but he's come off the bench. So he's still so got you... nine goals, I think. Mm, um, yeah. So he's contributed a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. obviously all about Pukia, was... and they they yeah, they is. only play one up front, don't they? They never go for a two. Yeah. Yeah, no, they don't. It's a no. It's generally one. He does come on sometimes, and Pookie will drop out wide. So they will. They, 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 it's not always him for Pookie, but um, sometimes he'll have the two of them on. But generally, Rhodes will go in the centre. He comes on around seventy minutes. Um, he doesn't have a fast. You know, the, we've heard this all before about Rhodes. Doesn't have a fantastic all-round game. Comes alive in the box. There is something else. 
um, yeah, composure in front of goal, cool head, all the rest of it. I was joking, I was saying to myself, you know, all the narratives of this game, top versus bottom, Mick McGeddon last season, Paul Lambert returning, and you can imagine the Hollywood director saying, what else do we need? We need another story. We need another story. Oh, yes, Jordan, Roy Keane broke our hearts, Rose, turning up to get the dodgiest late winner. You know, everything is on Lambert, everything is on all the other stuff going on. You just think, we just like bloody Jordan Rhodes to mug a goal against us um, love it as well That's yeah, yeah. but you see that but I'm not sure I think I still think he's a town fan um, they've written this phrase and this keeps coming up all the time Jordan Rhodes has fallen in love with our club they desperately want it to be true yes now, I I'm, yeah. I think no I still think I'm sorry to any Norwich fans listening and I apologise I still think he's a blue I don't think that will change. You know, it's the old one chooses the wizard. Your football team chooses you. He's, I, I genuinely don't think. Um, and I can only, what, what, what can I, what can I base it on? Um, s- some small things that I've seen in games when he's played against us at full time, where he might give us a polite round of applause or something. Not, not as obvious as Darren Bent or anything like that. But I still think, whether he's a fan of ours, he still basically i don't think he's burnt his bridges with the club that okay. that's that's all i've got twitter comments if i'm wrong yeah, yeah. Well, yeah think... it's, it's just it's just things i've seen live at games particularly i always stay on it full time never disappear you always want to watch the players coming off because that's when they relax they drop their guard and you see you, you see them in a different light because then you know the because the the tension of the game has gone away that but anyway well, i'll, I'll just be honest that if out he there. signed for us it would all be forgotten, wouldn't it? And I think okay. I think yeah. the trouble is, and we'll talk about Norwich fans and Lambert. Um, yeah. Jordan Rhodes probably likes the booing as well, probably yeah. raises his game for it as well. So yeah. don't boo Jordan Rhodes, town fans. No, 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 no I, I really wouldn't. Can we mention quickly, because there's two players, the, the, City are not a um, physical team. It's one thing they're not. Um, they, they, they don't they do not do a mill wall. They don't go out and physically dominate players, as I say. It's all about technique. It's all about... Um, mo- so, yeah. It's mobility. It's all about mobility. But there are two players worth mentioning who do add a bit more physicality. One fringe player, literally 30 seconds on, Denis Serbeni. He's no Zlatan Ibrahimovic, but he's strong and pretty good in the air. He's a, late, he's a target man who occasionally they use as a substitute. Okay. He actually... Is, Per minutes on the field, he's quite a, he's quite clinical, but he's he's um, he's he and again he can link in with all of the other because um, a lot of this is all about good clever passing play in the final third. He has that in him, but he is he is a physical outlet. But more relevant is Marco Stieperman, mm. and this goes back going back to the September game. Stieperman is worth um, he because he moved into a number ten role. Yeah, um, and. It's it's not he's not a second striker. It's not like the way Preston used Brown. It's more um, he's he's not a play, he's he, he's not nor is he a playmaker. He's he's an unconventional number ten. The only other converted left back I can think of who's moved into a number ten or into an attacking role is Jeffrey Schlupp. It's a very unusual kind of switch to see happen. Um, I tend to think of Steve. I haven't watched a huge amount of Norwich. I don't mm. want to pretend, um, but I generally mm. see him. Um, it's kind of a, f- a facilitator for the wide players because it's a lot about yep. the width. Yeah, he won't 
well, he might play a kind of through ball into a pookie. But it's more about getting the ball quickly out wide, I tend to think, yep. with him. Is that fair? You're right, yeah. That's true. He, in terms of the style of play, it's link play with him. He's a recycler he's, of the balls. He is, exactly. Way, he's, he's, he's also an, he is actually an out ball, believe it or not. He's kind of a deep-lying target man. <laughs> There's a new one. Anyway, but that's kind of what he does. He's, they talk about him having physicality and awkward skills. So, as I say, him and Shabani are the two who've got that physicality. Um, uh, in, in in the side, um, particularly if close isn't playing as for set pieces, Steeperman would be the other man to come in. But it's all about strength and an aerial presence. And the key, and you just talked about it, he will often push forward in advance of the striker, which then creates space for one or other of the wingers to then cut inside, which then gives space for the fullbacks to come up on the outside. Yep. So it's kind of it's it's part of it's part of a chain reaction almost. Um, and he again he presses and hurries. He holds up the play. He's a good link man. He isn't as imaginative as someone like Buendia, or, or, or you know he isn't as technical as technically good as someone like Puki or Leitner. But he is. He plays a very valuable role. And in terms of the balance of the team, you've got a target man sitting there giving some physical presence, and you've got a playmaker sitting in a deeper role. Which so it does actually balance as a midfield, though it's it's a slightly odd way of doing it. But um, but it's certainly in terms of the geometry of the team, it works brilliantly. Yeah. You mentioned um, Buendia there. Should we go out to the wide yeah, players? Yeah. Let's, let's have a look at the two Is wingers. Is it yeah. fair to say that we're cracking out the? peppery for these two yeah i'm not i have to work out what one is chilly and one is conventional i don't know Um, yeah 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 it's it's, um and one thing i'd say again we're trying not to phrase on them but one of the things that again they've got right is in terms of balance is that you've got one out and out pacey winger and you've got one technical wide player who can trick his way and trick his way past players and who's who who doesn't use pace as his weapon, he uses more his his ability on the ball. Buendia, again, I think to me he's the bigger threat of the two over Hernandez, even though Hernandez has the pace. He's a bit um, spiky with his form, isn't he, Hernandez? Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, should, should we? Which should we do? Buendia first. Yeah, on, is that yeah. okay? Yeah, okay. It's um yes. Well, yeah. Buendia, um, lovely passes and touches. Um, He's good at tricking his way past players. They describe aggressive creativity with him. So he has the two together. He's a creative player, but he's quite aggressive. He came from Getafe. He's Argentine. And he has got that streetwise side to him. He's good at winning free kicks. He's good at getting in referees' faces. He's good at amplifying anything that happens against him. So if we have a naive moment, whoever is playing at left back, he's on the right side, Wendy. Whoever's playing at right back. Oh, Harry, no. No, no, sorry, at left, at left back, I mean. Whoever's playing yeah. at left back, you know, against him, just. just I'm worried just, already. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I can see. Here we go. Joao. Anyway, here we go again. He will work referees. Um, interesting, once telling stat, I haven't checked it up, but I'm just going on what Norwich, one Norwich fan said he's missed five games this season and they've lost three of them he is very fundamental to the way they play but um he will cut inside he's a bit of a line heart and they talk about when he gets substituted occasionally if he comes off Rhodes comes on and Pookie drops out wide they do lose a lot of momentum he gives them that because he's he's got this ability to cut to 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 work his way you know as i say navigate his way through traffic um sometimes he'll go bring it around defender sometimes he's able to go through them it's not about pace it's just about his technical ability can he play both sides because hernandez can can't he hernandez yeah. can switch he can switch they do they, they, they can't switch but they don't talk about switching very often i think they tend to stay they tend to stay 
on this day on Convailing the this day on each of the side. Yeah, they they stay where they are. It's all about the fullbacks overlapping. Yeah, it's it's the full it's the relationship then with the two the two young fullbacks, yeah. Hernandez. Um, the phrase they use about him, dynamic, a, a direct winger with dynamic pace who will burn past players. Get him running at the fullback and it creates chances and it gets the crowd fired up. He doesn't drift inside and, and demand the ball in the way Buendia does. Buendia will come in, Stieperman's push forward, Buendia comes in, links play, you know, and 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 with Puki further ahead of them, what Puki has is also what he does is his movement then creates the space for people like Wendia to actually exploit, yeah. or for or for one of the deeper the deeper line trainmakers, Vrancic or Leitner to come in and do some damage with. It's all as I said, it's very well worked out. Um, he's not as technically subtle as Wendia, but they talk about the fact that they lack pace without him. He's somebody he will. The other thing he will do is he will force teams to sit back a bit deeper. You can't play a high line with Hernandez with the ball. I don't think he's as effective as Buendi. I think Buendi is the more dangerous of the two. But he will always take his man on. It's, he's a he's a wind-up winger, and he has all the usual things. You know, he has he blows hot and cold. The big difference between him and Buendi defensively is that he is more defensively suspect. He will he played did well against Leeds. He was tracking back a lot, but he doesn't always do that. Whereas Buendi is very dil- diligent, and he will get back. Hernandez can sometimes leave Jamal Lewis, his left back, isolated. And Buendia's got a, whilst he does track back, he's got a rick in him as well when he goes back and defends. He, yeah. he conceded a pretty dodgy penalty against Sheffield United, okay, shoved his he man did. over. He did, um, they were crossed with him over that. So yeah. we'll come on to defence and we'll probably, yeah, let's, we'll come back to the fullbacks yeah. as well. I don't want to, let's yeah. keep it in order. Um, Shall we talk about the two holding midfielders then? Because it was Vrancic yeah. and Tribal last week. Ranchich yeah. with the kind of deflected free kick that was probably going in anyway. Yeah. Um, but Tribal, it appears, is, yeah, it's just blossomed into this kind of quarterback type kind of holding midfielder for them, hasn't he? He has indeed. They've got, well, it's, it's, the, 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 it's an interesting one. The one player... We'll start. I mentioned Teddy because he hasn't been able to get back into the team, even though he is. He is. He's, they described him as having a renaissance, but he hasn't been able to get back in to the starting eleven in recent games. He's fit, isn't he? Because I think he's, he, was in, yeah. he's, he came off the bench against Leeds. I think. Yeah, he did. Um, and there's a parallel here because uh, when we come on and talk about the when we come on and talk about the back four, you've got Grant Hanley and, and Rich and I were joking before the game before that we started recording because if Mick was in charge, you've got Grant Hanley, you've got Alexander Tetty. They're big, they're physical, they're probably the least. Lots technical. of games in them, Harry. Lots, Lots of, of games. games in. You can get them in. Do a job on the big man. Keep him quiet. You could see him making the, you know, he would have them in in a heartbeat. Yeah. And the huge fundamental difference between him and Farka is they, they lack the mobility and they lack the comfort on the ball to be able to play the model of football that Farka wants them to play. So the pair of them, um, Tete, is, he's, very, he's a bench option. Maybe when, if there's muck and bullets flying, that's when they would throw him on in a Millwall situation or if they're defending a lead, yeah. he'll come on then. But in terms of, he's got good discipline, positioning and tenacity. He would have struggled, they said, if he could played against Leeds, he would have struggled for pace because if you, I only watched the highlights, but the intensity of that game. Oh, it was, I watched it, yeah. Harry. It was, it yeah. was sickening. Do you know, they were really, really effective. Yeah. Leeds are kind of, Leeds maybe the atmosphere got the better of them. Norwich got a couple of fortunate breaks here and there for the goals, but they yeah. were just really disciplined. It was it was a really comfortable display for Norwich, which was a surprise. Yeah. I would suggest that Teddy probably if it's if there's what if it's a one goal game in Norwich's favour with ten minutes to go he yeah. probably will come on though, won't he? Yeah, think? he would do. Yeah, he would do. That's yeah. when you would use him because then his athleticism, his physicality, he would try and shut, if we'd Alan George nipping around in there, you'd put Teddy in because it's also his experience, which is really, really good. He's yeah. in his early 30s now. Um, but, the, but the interesting 
the other interesting problem they've got is Vrancic. Mm. Um, the, the, the alternative to Tete is Tribal. Tribal is keeping Tete out. And he is he is a version of Tete in the sense that he he he's um he'll roam a bit more won't he he does roam a bit more he um he, he's he's he but he is primarily a sitter mm. of the, you know as i say it's Vrancic or leitner for the more deep line playmaker role but um he's um the thing they like about tribal is that he acts as a foil to the more creative and energetic midfield partners which is a really good talent if you're a, if you're a holding midfielder he can adapt his game depending on who he's playing with in that midfield trio or who he, who his defensive midfield partner is so if it is someone like Tete he can then add a little bit more ball playing push forward a little bit more if it's someone like Leitner he could quite happily then or Vrancic he can then actually just be a bit more supine and just and, okay. and, and work around him it's, it's a real skill um, Vrancic though the Vrancic-Leitner thing is fascinating because I think Fark has got a real problem these are the two deep line playmakers within the side now Leitner is come back to you know he he's rebuilt his career um having he played for Dortmund went to Lazio it all went wrong then he came to Augsburg and then from there out across to Norwich and he is the to, he is the he's the he's he's the magician in the team in many ways the link to everything for, for everything they do receiving the ball from Krull to playing a killer pass creating scoring opportunities you talk about Steeperman vacating the space in front of him Leitner's the man to go in and take advantage of that link up with Wendy a link up with Puki or play Hernandez to to release some you know to blitz down the wing um, he seems to be everywhere they've no one like him he can also read the game and he can control the tempo of the game which is something which is a real skill I think um, I might have confused Tribal and Leitner and Leitner together before. yeah or, or tribal and Vrancic yeah is, um, Is Leit so Leitner um, didn't play against Leeds no he didn't play against Leeds because he has had an injury okay sorry he's been he's been out sorry yeah. no no it's getting it's, it's okay it's confused yeah, there so yeah all these uh, it's um too many midfielders sorry it, it, there's too many German midfielders because well, you've got Stieperman, and Leitner Vrancic and tribal and they've all come from well ultimately from Germany tribal came from tribal came from Holland Den Haag but he is originally German um the it's so um, Vrancic, we finish on Leitner first mm -hmm. because Leitner to me is the one player they've got who adds real quality in midfield. He is the best of all of the midfielders, he's the magician who can regulate play at the back. But the problem that Farka has is that Mario Vrancic, the Bosnia international, who came in to replace Leitner, scored two goals against Leeds, had an assist. And basically, was the, he was the man of the match. He had his game of the season in an absolutely pivotal yeah. game, and you simply can't drop him. So it's 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 the mother of all dilemmas for for um, Farker. My guess is Rancic will start, Leitner will be on the bench, okay. and he may come on. Or if he thinks that we've got we don't have enough about it, he could play the pair of them, and that could that could cause us a real problem because you've suddenly got two deep line playmakers. Well, there's no need um, to sit against us, is there, and defend? No, cause no. Yeah, well, we'll come back to us. Yeah, yeah. they say it's um, it's he is on fire at the moment. Super Mario, they call him. He's um, he doesn't go missing is the other thing. He has the best tackle and interception numbers in the squad as well as Sublime touching the great left foot. So he's been every he's, he's been involved in everything good that they've been doing. The interesting thing they said about him is he's quite an understated character. He's not, he's you know, he's not a look at me. He just quietly goes about his business. Probably a bit like Scusi that way actually. Just somebody who's very unfussy in the way he plays. So. As I say, you've got so the the formal dilemma in the midfield three is Leitner or Vrancic, in terms of who's your deep line playmaker, and then Tribal or Tete in terms of your sitter. Yep. 
and Steeperman sitting in front of them. The little quick plan B to mention is Kenny McLean, who does come off the bench. He did, yeah. And he, he, yeah and he can play centrally. He's left-sided, but he can play centrally, or he can play out wide as well. And what he adds is industry and mobility. And they think he's very good against very energetic midfields like Brentford. That's where he comes into his own, because he's actually able to keep up with the tempo of their play. Um, but um, he's... Um, He's they, he's not a physical player at all. You wouldn't play, you know, in, in a in a Millwall game. He's less likely to be have have an impact. But he's an obvious. He he brings energy on after seventy minutes, so he might make an appearance as well. So fascinating midfield that they've actually blended together. And I think you can see when you look at that, it is mostly the people who arrived last year from abroad, and you can see how they've all suddenly come into focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, just another name that I wanted to lob in there. Todd Camwell, another youth yeah. prospect. Came, he came in the yeah. first half of the season. Has he kind of dr- drifted out a little bit? He's a, he's made a, a couple of mistakes. I think he scored, might have scored a good goal against QPR, if I'm memory straight. Yeah, he's, or maybe he's, he had a rick. I can't remember against QPR, but something um, happened at Loftus Road anyway. He, in theory, they think next season he could become another Madison, but he's not there yet. Fine. Um, he's they've been playing him out wide as a bench option. Because he's less, he gets more time and he's less likely to be bullied when he goes up against centre halves. He's only twenty. I think he's the physicality is still something he needs to work on. Very unselfish, creates space, and he's growing in confidence. But he's not there yet. It could cause him a problem if they get promoted because I don't think if they got promoted he would be Premier League ready. So they might oh, want to be him out. He? he would be alone. They did out. that with yeah. Madison, didn't they? So. Yeah, they did. Yeah, he will become a good all-action central midfielder. But they seem to be using him out wide at the moment. But he's very much on the. He's very much a. He's a plan B. Yeah. Mm. Let's get to the um, back <laughs> five right. then, because this is where yeah. we think we have a chance. Right. Okay. Um, do you want to do the centre backs or the full backs first, or the or Tim Krul? Let's do the keeper. Do the keeper. <laughs> I've yeah. see, I th- Newcastle. I, I quite liked Tim Krul. I thought he was yeah. decent. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's kind of career drifted a bit. Brighton, I think, didn't he? And yeah. And he's he, it's like he's a bit meh. Like I don't think yeah. he's an exceptional goalkeeper, but I think he's just as pardon the phrase, but he's a safe pair of hands, isn't he? But he's not. <laughs> He's yeah. not infallible. He's as good as they can afford. Yeah. That's probably the best way to He was a freebie, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a freebie. Bear in mind, when we go look at the defence, experience is a topic that will come up when we look at the back five. And the thing he has got is experience. Dutch international. Um, but Premier he, League experience yeah, as well. Premier League. I think in Brighton, he didn't break through. I don't think he ever played for them, actually. But he was he was, um, he was was drifting there. Um, if, my, if my research is right, he's still only 30. He's not, you know, he's not, He's no spring chicken in that sense, but he's not. Um, but he's not for a keeper. He's still quite. He's still quite young. Um, what to say about him? He's a decent shot stopper. Reaction saves. He's brilliant at. Great at penalties. I think he was the player who came on. He was subbed on by uh, for Holland, wasn't he? Against Costa Rica, wasn't yeah, it? I think yeah, in the, in, in uh, the penalty uh, shootout. Yeah. Hmm. So well. We don't get many penalties, though, do we? So no, we don't. Now, and part of the reason I want Quanner to be on the wing is because I want him to put crosses in because this cruel has. A flappy, week, flappy, yeah. flappy, 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 he, flappy. He also comes yeah. and goes quite a lot. I think he yeah. second guesses himself. I think. Yeah, he does. There was a horrible goal they conceded against Sheffield United, um, where Zimmerman, because they, they, you said they mark zonally, which they do, and Zimmerman lost. Was it? I think it was Billy Sharper, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and. Krull didn't come out and the ball was literally just a yard, maybe seven yards, just outside the six yard box, and. It was a keeper's ball to claim, or it was a defender's ball to get on. Neither of them did it, and yeah. similar to Villa's first goal against us a couple of weeks yeah. back. 
Yeah, if you, Rich, if you or I were there, we'd have had it. We'd have fancied our chances. We really would have. <laughs> we wouldn't have been there. But anyway, it's. Uh, but that was that. That's how. That's that. That's how flaky they can be. Yeah. So crosses particularly, he doesn't. You know, they said one of the most cynical comments was he should concentrate on doing his job, like claiming a cross once in a while. You know, that was in the Sheffield United game. They were obviously quite annoyed with him for not doing it. He is good in the atmosphere. He was good. His experience comes into play at Leeds. His personality helped galvanise the defence a bit because obviously Leeds were throwing absolutely yeah, everything. Yeah, there was a couple of really good saves in that one, to be yeah. fair to him. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I've noted down in terms of the goals they concede is is those crosses. It is tap-ins, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah, um, yeah. Let's, should we talk about the centre backs? Because yep. I'm not a big fan of Hanley. Um, I've no. got a, <laughs> I think I might have mentioned this in the, one of our podcasts before. I've got a friend who's a Norwich fan, and for years, including in their Premier League years, they have never had decent centre backs. There was mm. it was Michael Turner and Sebastian Bassong. Oh God, yes. And, and I would stick Grant Hanley on the list as a defender that, in, on paper, probably looks like he can do a job, but he's mm. not great. Um, no. Zimmerman, it, Godfrey. Yeah, Zimmerman, Godfrey, and Zimmerman, Godfrey close. I think it is. Well, let's get Hanley out of the way quickly. As with Tete, I'd say he's fourth choice. Actually, he's got completely the wrong skill set for the type of football Fark wants to play. Because it's footballing centre backs, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, which is brave and risky. Which yes. means it does mean they concede a lot of goals, but it's but it's because of what's going on in front of them. So that's Grant, Grant Handley doesn't coordinate with that because he will just, you know, he will, he's, he just isn't technically good enough. The diplomatic phrase was he really doesn't improve our options when it comes to playing out from the back. Yeah, well, <laughs> which is a, yeah. a very diplomatic yeah, well, if That was Villa, yeah. he's yeah. really crap. Yeah, he's long, exactly. He's, he launches it basically. Um, he's um, he's strong in the air and he's a good organizer and he gives some solidity. But he's in the it's it's and they think possibly his English experience could make a difference. He 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 blotted his copybook. Um, he played in the Portsmouth FA Cup game, which they lost one 0 and he got yeah. sent off after fifteen minutes. I he think really he, stupid, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Karate yeah. kicking some guy just on the inside their yeah. half or something. Yeah, it was a, it was just a, it was a it was a mad moment, but um, which has probably confirmed what everybody thinks but um so but he's worth mentioning because of the fact that he isn't being chosen um in terms of who will start i think bizarrely it's a question of if tim close is fit i think he will come in and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, 
you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just remember back to the 96th minute a year ago. Oh, yeah, I know. Mm. Um, but he's slow, isn't he? Yeah, he is Close. slow. Yeah, he does. He's been recovering from a knee injury. He's been training. And I think it's to give them vulnerability. We talked about they are flaky at the back. In their last seven games, their goal difference is, their last seven home league games, that is, their goal difference is score 21, conceded 16. We'll ignore the score 21. It's three a game. We'll park that for one moment and we'll concentrate. No clean sheets in 2019, Harry. Exactly. Jump in. 16 goals conceded over two a game. You can't get promoted when you're doing the conceding that number of goals. <clears throat> anyway, um, but... Um, Closer, I think they would, for that reason alone, they would try and have him back in because right. of his experience as much as anything else. Um, he's um, He can read the game. They talk about that making up for his lack of pace. You're right. He, he's not the quickest. Um, without him, they look vulnerable to crosses, QED, against mm-hmm. Sheffield, Sheffield United. His positioning is good. He wins so many headers and he chips in with goals. A foot in brackets, we know. Um, and he can handle himself against more physical teams. It's Again, he's not now, he's not a rugged centre-half, but he's got a lot of know-how. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and he's, and as I say, and also I think him, with him with Krull behind him, they can just calm a very inexperienced um, back line down. Yeah. Um, the alternatives, I think Zimmerman probably will play. He's the most likely because he's he would be second in the, in the hierarchy to closer. Um, and he brings the ball out again, footballing defender, turns and runs the ball. He's comfortable in possession. He's become very assured. But he, again, quite criticising his lack of ability in the air for such a big bloke. Damning with faint praise, largely dependable upon spectacular. Um his physicality is an asset, but he's not the most mobile. He plays better with the calming influence of close abuse next to him. If we, we see this every week. Sometimes it's actually the partnership at the back. It's why I think Collins and Chambers together is brilliant, because the two yeah. of them help each other. Well, and Chambers yeah. has had to be the dependable yeah. partner, and now Collins is the more experienced and cha- takes yeah. the pressure off Chambers a bit. Because the other indeed. option is Godfrey, who's ben, yeah, ben a youth, youth prospect. Yeah. Adelaide yeah. at Shrewsbury with Paul Hurst, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. It's really funny, this, because we're, we're, we're all one-eyed when it comes to players who come through your own system. You want them to be brilliant. And they, they're full of praise for the guy. They think he's mobile, he's comfortable on the ball, he's quick, he's powerful, he has good footballing skills. He's only 21. He came from York. He was on loan with Paul... He was he played with Paul Hurst last year on loan. Um, but um, So they love this young guy who's come through. They, they, they're really... They're, they're, he's, he's not, I, I stand corrected. He's not a youth prospect, but he's somebody who's blossomed in the team this season. So they, they really want him to do well. However, he is inexperienced, and one of them talked about them becoming leaky since Godfrey was introduced, because he is still, in relative terms, a rookie, a championship level. I think there was a Dwight Gale goal that was scored by for West Brom against him um, at the turn of the year, which he was caught out with, and he was Birmingham. They beat Birmingham two three one a couple of weeks ago, and he was too deep, and he played Shea Adams on side. The, the Norwich went one up, Birmingham equalised. Mm. And Adams got the equaliser, and it was um, a, a, again a 
you get punished for your mistakes in the championship and it was a Godfrey error. His positioning was wrong for that. So although they really want him to do well and they're full of praise for him on the ball, I do think there might be an error or two in there. So he could be targeted, yeah. um, even though, even you know, for all of the praise he has. So that's the back line, as I said. Well, the back, the central, the centre, the centre, the, the central defence more yep. accurately. Um, so the yeah. four, so we'll finish on the fullbacks because yeah. you know, if only we had ball playing, attacking fullbacks. Mm. Who were youth? Who were well, we've got Kenlock, haven't we? But mm. through the academy yeah. as well. I mean, they must be laughing yeah. about that. You know, that's what you want to see. You want a good blend of experienced players. You know, some foreign signings in there as well. But youth players being given a chance, which they certainly yeah. have given these two. Yeah. But defensively, um, not brilliant. And there's mm-hmm. been a few guys where they've been caught out trying to dribble out of danger. But yeah. you know, they're pretty comfortable on the ball, aren't they? Yeah, they Alan's are. And Lewis. Yeah, it's. I was trying to work out when reading up on what they were saying about who are they like, who are Norwich like, and I came up with a very Irish kind of answer, which was that they're kind of fifty percent Fulham, fifty percent Bournemouth, and a hundred percent Dortmund. If that, if you, if you if you go with the maths, um, in the sense that it's the, you see elements of all three teams in them, and probably mostly Dortmund, but the other two as well, where they are at their most Fulham issues with their fullbacks, because if you remember um, under Jokanovic, the Fulham the fullbacks were spent all their time up in the opposition oh, half. Line, yeah. yeah, pretty much, if not higher. This it's the inclination of both Lewis and Aaron's to do this. They will they're they're really attacking and it's fundamental to the way they play. And they do worry about it because it does leave the defence wide open at times, particularly if there isn't enough cover back. Um and if they it's cover of, it's Buendia and Hernandez who are not defenders either. And as you say there's no. there's mistakes defensively in both of those two yeah. as well. Yeah, they talk about this. They say, going forward, we're awesome. Defensively, we're a shambles. A lack of experience, but also this lack of balance at the yeah. back. Um, well, I think they're goals against as well. Let's, I'm going to keep yeah. chipping in these. No, do. One clean sheet. One clean sheet and 11, and they are particularly worried. Of, you know, They talk about playing brave football, but it is a worry at the back. They they can be left wide open. One of them says the way the full-backs push forward means the two centre-backs are basically doing the job of a back three, mm. and this will always make us vulnerable to conceding goals. Um, so, it's, um, so in terms of the pair of them, I think... I mean, Lewis has probably been around a little bit longer. He's 21. He's he's actually a Northern Ireland international now. Um, they praise his work rate particularly, and um, he they talk about him just being like a winger. Uh, but he, he whereas I think he tends whereas Hernandez will push forward to the to the a corner flag, his winger in front of him. Lewis will often cut inside. So again, if Stieperman vacates the space, it could be Lewis comes forward and then he he kind of swerves in to attack the space. But um, but again, aggressive work rate they talk about. Um, he works the flanks full of energy. Um, and uh, but as I say, he can't get doubled up on when Hernandez doesn't cover. Aaron's I think is the one they think is is the real prospect. I think he is the one with the quality. They're worried that you know he could end up going the the route of the Murphys or Nathan Redmond, you know, going into playing a certainly Redmond being become a, a, a bit of being sold. We've got real Premier League I'd potential. Probably get Twenty million for him or something yeah. stupid yeah. like that. Yeah. It's um it's it's uh, they talk about he's it's he's got pace and an engine to cover the, the phrase marauding fullback is always it's always like a um it's, it's a bit, a bit like a, one, isn't it? it's an or it's like midfield schemer you know it's one of those lovely phrases you hear every so often but uh nobody one of them said and i think this is true i think even um it came up in the in in ben's chat um on the talk norwich podcast um that nobody foresaw the emergence of Aaron's to this degree right it's an absolute bonus. They just—it's a bit like when Tyrone Minks came and joined us, and we realised, hang on, he's good. You know, we've suddenly got somebody here who can who can actually go go on another level. He, and again, what you said earlier, he 
tries to play his way out of trouble occasionally. There are rookie errors still in his game. Um, but the other positive positive they've said about him, he's a, they talked about him being a teenage man of steel. He gets kicked up in the air. He does get targeted physically, but he carries on regardless. He seems to have yeah. the equipment to deal with that. So that's, they're not, that's, um, so so that not won't, tall. Yeah. They're quite, they've got good... Yeah. Um, what's the, the good physique? Oh man, that sounds wrong. Atle- it? At, no, athletic. athletic. Thank you. That's a they're, bit they're, more appropriate. They're, they're, you know, they, they are. They're very. They're, they're very athletic. Yeah, like, but we were lobbing balls, weren't we? Above. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was Lewis, wasn't it, last season with yeah. Iorfa kind of chasing in. Yeah. Um, so don't be surprised if we kind of target them for height. Maybe if it's Kwana out wide on the right, and yeah, I don't know, Sears on the left. Maybe high mm. balls to the corners might work for us. I'm not sure. That's that. It's 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 a way through. And teams have got at them. Certainly, the goals that I've seen scored, you know, looking not even just the recent games, but they they, they can be got at around. Or if you can get in, you know, you can, if you can put something into the box, a set piece or something in around in around the six-yard box, they're not necessarily that comfortable defending in the air, particularly if Closer isn't playing. So they have they they can concede goals. And there is an interesting parallel with the Leeds game. The thing. Norwich are brilliant at they're ruthless finishers and there was a period in that first half against Leeds for 30 minutes when Leeds absolutely battered them but they were able to withstand everything Leeds came at them with they got lucky a few times as well but yeah, yep, yeah, yep. yeah and uh, the point being that if you could invert the image and say okay if Norwich do come at us if we can be clinical with our chances that they do give us, if we suddenly go a goal or two goals up against them, then suddenly you're thinking, hang on, the whole pendulum of the game suddenly swings. And the questions, because something which came up again in Ben's podcast earlier this week, Norwich, since they got relegated um, in when Mick, the first games against Mick in the, the, the this latest series of games they've been, um, uh, going back to when Mick took over, they're, because the onus is on them, the expectation is on them, they are always nervous. Well, it's shown, isn't it, the last few games? Always, Low always. Low scoring, yeah, yeah. Um, few draws here the, and there as well. They, they, they rarely come out all guns blazing. They always tend to be tentative. They're always apprehensive. It may, I don't know if it'll change on Sunday, but they don't, as a rule, come out and just rip into us. It tends to be... Oh, a little bit, you know, a little bit. Oh my God, it's Ipswich. Oh, this is a game with consequences. We're expected to win, mm. and then, which then puts the game settles, settles the game down on a very even footing. So, well, just a thought. That, we're so... bottom of the table as well. Let's yep. not forget. There's yeah, two exactly. things that I just want to finish on before we kind of go into the questions and maybe talk a little bit about us. Um, yeah. Is narrative um, two bits of narrative that I want to talk to you quickly about. One is top versus bottom, um, yeah. and how that's playing out. The second is Lambert. Yeah, um, and then I guess I want to talk a little about what they're saying about us as well as part of the same thing because yeah. Jack yeah. Reeve to me is kind of an island in a sea of smugness and arrogance yeah. and it, it, yeah. I don't know where that's come from really um, mm-hmm. but you, the way that Norwich talk about us and your blog that will go up on TWTD at the end of the week yeah. if you want to yeah. get riled up and pissed off before you go to Cow Road read what they've got to say about <laughs> yeah. us yeah. I've got a team... narrative Harry yeah it's um, kind of uh, top v bottom thing. Is that coming out, or, or is yeah. it all about Lambert? Yeah. Well, this is the tenth blog I've done for TWTD on Norwich, um, and there's always two things come up, and it's a wariness and b irrational optimism. Right. But you know, so in other words, it's either oh my god, this is a dangerous game, it's a banana skin, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, or it's we're going to wipe the floor with them. They're lucky to be on the same pitch as us, and it's always then a question of where the weight of expectation lies. And I have to say, certainly 12 months ago, 
they were more way more apprehensive and they thought oh it they're due a win was the team that came up when in the, when we were so when I was searching the home game in September yeah, actually, yeah they, it was it's it's their turn not 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 this time right. no they're yeah. you know it's it's very very different on with Lambert specifically they are it's interesting the, the general view should be that they're, they're trying to be objective about it and say just applaud them treat them like any other manager give them a polite round of applause what they should do not want to do is to stoke the flames yeah, because give him a boo. They, come on yeah <laughs> they said this booing will only inspire him he clearly loves playing devil's advocate they know what he's like he's a motivator he's he will he will try and he will want to have to, to destabilize the atmosphere in a way yeah. how we doing all kinds of stuff on the touch yeah. won't he yeah. i mean he does that anyway but yeah but, but deliberately because if the game becomes unsettled Particularly if you've got these inexperienced players out on the field, they can lose their focus, they can lose their position, they you know they they, they can suddenly get distracted by the atmosphere of what's going on. Bang, make a mistake, and we're in. That's, well, the threat is know. down the side as well. So Lambert, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. he might be having a good fun afternoon yeah. for himself, Lambert. Yeah, um, it's interesting. But, uh, they, they, they're saying don't boo him though. They're trying to not they're, get sucked they're, in. They're, they're, they're trying to. They're, apparently, one of them said there will be a large anti-Lambert contingent singing particular songs that have swirled around Carrow Road for the last few weeks and in a sense who can blame them so we'll see what they come up they'll see what they come up with um, but um, but they, their most successful manager or, or yeah. highly you say that, statistically but, but, well, I don't know. Yeah, but, but then they say that the consensus seems to be that this team that Fork has put together now this could be tinted spectacles they think that this team that they have now is way better than the team of 2010 2011 so um, that could be that. But I that guess it's be... been established by a combination of Championship and Premier League and foreign yeah. experience, rather than coming up through the leagues. Yeah. But yeah, I guess the but football is maybe yeah. a bit more. Yeah, you get the extreme view. One of them said he's a mercenary taking advantage of a car crash of a football club. You get this. You get that it's kind of slightly Agent Lambert kind of nonsense going on as well. But um, but the, but that's the that's really the theme that's come out in terms of him, in terms of. The game itself, uh, or, or, or what they think they think of the two of us, tactically is interesting. Um, a few of them try to talk about us being a physical team, and we're going to, you know, lower league cloggers kind of approach. Um, you know, which is disappointed. <laughs> they will be disappointed. One of them said, I do, "I'm not sure they're as physical as people expect." Um, perhaps that could be their problem. Um, and they said, in fairness to Lambert, they don't recall any of his t- clubs playing like cloggers. They don't think that's going to happen. The one thing that they they have all said is that if Ipswich sit off and let Norwich have the ball, Norwich will run rings around them. Yes. We ca- and we cannot sit back. We've got to go after them because yeah. if because Birmingham tried this other approach a couple of weeks ago because they're a counter-attacking team under Gary Monk. They set back four four one one. Let let them come on to us and then we'll see what they do. Once they scored a couple of goals, Birmingham were then frightened to come on to them because they were. We wouldn't. You know, we won't get out of our half. Yeah. If, yeah. we, if we sit back, the errors yeah. are made by pressing them up the top of the pitch, and yeah. I, the trouble is we we just haven't got bodies up the field in the whole season, yeah. has we? Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see whether he goes for it. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to fight fire with fire. I really think so. Um, yeah. in terms of let's let's have a look at some of their their, their views. Just a, a few a few thoughts. It's um, you get as I say the the, the wary school first. Um, I hope we don't underestimate them. On paper, it looks like we should destroy them, but it can be hard playing bottom teams. This could be a banana skin. And ideally, we would kill the game off by half time. It's always in there. Um, um, it's a, they, they, one of them said, interestingly, our unbeaten run against them has to end eventually. But personally, I think that they missed their chance to do that in the last four fixtures. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's, I think that is a fair comment, actually. Um, they're worried about the, us, us underestimating them. Take nothing for granted and hope we don't screw it up. Um, 
one of the footballing gods may have decreed that Lambert will return and beat us next Sunday, and that's my concern. Well, there's some um, narrative for you, as is yeah. beating Norwich but still getting relegated. Yeah, that's exactly. So, me, you know, it's, it's like the old spike check in chess where you're going to lose the game, but you finish it. You you put the opposition king in check and then you resign. Go down it's swinging, the kind of, you know, you go down swinging, exactly. The more optimistic um, Canaries. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Um, I've never gone it's into Barcelona the mentioned, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. It's just like watching Barcelona. That is in there. Yes, yep, indeed. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Um, I've never, I've never gone into a derby more confident than I have with this one. I wouldn't swap playing them for any on Sunday for any other opposition. They're the worst team in the league by a distance. Um, there was, yeah. There's uh, where's the one? There was the one about the. Oh, yes. We're, we're all aware of the possibilities, um, but this is probably the sorriest bunch of failures Ipswich have dragged up the A140 in any City fan's time. When we were, I, I ran this one past Rich before we started recording, and you came back with a lovely rec- you came back with a lovely retort. Well, that, yeah, like, I mean, they'll know about <laughs> dragging crappy teams down the A140 because we've seen <laughs> exactly. a few of them. Let's not, be, yeah. let's not pretend it's, that they've been always good yeah. for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah, um, I will be. A, I'll be a bag of nerves on the day until we're three 0 up. <laughs> Uh, oh. Why are why are the, why is the club and fans saying it's a big game? It should be the easiest game of the season. They weren't saying this in September. I can tell you that. I mean, really... but, you know, statistically <laughs> they're not wrong, are they? But it's just and this is yeah. the trouble I've got is that year yeah. after year we hear this kind of stuff, and yeah. year after year there's just no, you know, there's I I just don't like how this unrequited arrogance never get you know pride comes before a fall, yeah. and to me. I just, you know, poor Ipswich. We've been kicked in the ghoulies for the whole damn season. We've had, you know, 17, 18 years of championship football. Nothing to cheer about. No victories over them. How long is it going to be until people, you know, there's town fans who have been born for about 10 years. who have never seen us beat Norwich. Mm. It's just crazy. So, as I say, the narrative for me is... We mm. we beat them now and it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. And it just dents their promotion credentials a tiny bit, but yeah, just yeah. As I say, if we can, as I say, just 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 trip their legs up. But equally, mm. you you listen to all of that guff and you, you think, well, where is the burden of expectation? Who's the pressure on? Yeah, yeah. Top of the league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, we've we've come up with our list of um. <laughs> What we what we what needs to happen for us to win, but we've also got a clutching at straws list. Should we quickly go through this? Because yeah. yeah. there's there's set pieces which we don't attack out, um, pressing them with dribbles, getting crosses into the box. But there's um, holding fish up to the manager that works against yep. Peter Grant three one. So that's yep. one. Take yep. your fish. Okay, I've got a few things that we can smuggle into the ground, which might work. Danny um, Haynes, were you smuggling him into the ground as well? Yep. Well, that's a thought. Yeah, I never thought of that. That would be brilliant if we get could. Get him on a free. Yeah, get him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, he'd be up for it as well. Even a quick 10 minute cameo would scare them. I was kind of looking at more, inan- well, one an- a couple of animate things and a few inanimate things. A black cat. Some yep. of these we can get into the ground. Acorns, the all lucky omens. Acorns. Yeah, acorns are lucky. Yes, yeah, so these are all good, good luck omens. Okay. Rabbit's foot, we know. Four-leaf clover, if you can find any, that's get that we can smuggle that in. Lucky dice, um, keys, um, horseshoes might be tricky. That could be problematic. Bring unless Bluey. Bluey, you were saying or Bluey crazy. could actually yeah, yeah. get some. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? There's also, if if anybody knows how to how an evil eye works, they can get their hands on one. We can bring one of those in as well. But I'm not so sure about that. There's a couple of other lucky omens I found. Um, um, in Germany, pigs are seen as lucky as good luck omens. Pigs now, given are the lucky. Luck, pigs are lucky they in Germany. They should know they eat a lot of them, don't they? Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, there's a, the, they're not lucky say, too much. 
when when I did a when I did the D- Dusseldorf um, when we did the Dusseldorf friendly, I went over onto their forum and translated a load of their comments. The number of pig metaphors that came up was unbelievable. Oh, it really was. Yeah, it's like you know you know some a player was you know he's not the last great player to drive a swine through the village kind of thing. It's a but 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 I was thinking get in touch with Eric Gates, maybe get a few lucky pigs on the field as well, just to in Ipswich colours, just to kind of freak yeah. the German the German Norwich Eric players. Eric Gates out. is a pig farmer, is he? Indeed, he was. No, he, he certainly he was. Yeah, I don't know if he is or not still, but he he'll know he'll know where how to, he he can work that one for us. And the final one, which is a bit drastic, is um in Asia elephants are seen as good luck charms. So again, I was Full thinking three, yeah, th- three elephants, one on the D, and then one on the other side of the goal, just to <laughs> just to just to just to back up the back up the. Well, maybe just cram all three of them inside the net. <laughs> exactly. Score now, Pookie. Park, park the elephants. Park the elephants. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So uh, that's so that's so that's we have that as an option. If anyone if anyone can come up with anything else to add to it, by all means do. But oh god, so yeah. There you go, everyone. Yeah. So we yeah. So, We've tried our best for you. I, mean, tried, yeah, I don't think any of us is ignoring yeah, the, the difficulty yeah, the challenge facing yeah. us, but you can, never they, know. It, they are beatable, yeah. Um, should we do uh, Daryl's team? And firstly, yes, um, many happy yeah. returns to Daryl. Um, here, here. Happy birthday. On the day that we're recording this, he shares his birthday with Mikma and um, someone else as well. I forget who that is. So happy, happy birthday, Daryl. Um, let's go through his joint team. Um, yeah. Did you figure out what formation this is he doesn't give us it he just gives I us think, a list of players doesn't he so i, I think it's a three five two from what okay. i can see yeah so i've i've got issues with the goalkeeper straight away which is Andy yeah, marshall he's put andy in goal given there are, um, there are much better keepers on the bench and aaron lee barrett and five foot five clive baker <laughs> <Clive> um, <laughs> but um but andy marshall gets the nod from daryl uh, well, I don't know. We could see. Who's got in front of them? the? Some of these are are, are of of older vintage. And um, the the, the centre backs we've got. There's Bobby Bell, um, who was from. He was 68 to 71. So he was yeah, late 60s, early 70s, the early Bobby era. Matthew Bates, who had a fleeting career at Portman Road. Um, well, he played in the 3-1 win over Norwich, didn't he? In classic he did. Luke Chadwick. He did, but uh, he's um, but he he went back. I think he picked up a knee injury. He was on loan for Borough, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I think I think he was a Hartlepool manager, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's until he, recently. I know he's, wow. he's he was still involved in God, the game. Time marches on, doesn't it? Bloody hell! Yeah, just hell exactly. David Wright as well. Oh. Um, was the other in he did. Yep. So we'll have him. Even though I think he's a, I think he's in their coaching staff. I think he is. Yeah, he yeah. has coaches to yeah. join them. Yeah. yeah. So the so the two wingers, um, Johnny Miller on the right. I've put and he's got Louis Donoa as well on. So I've I've gone Miller right, Donoa left, but um, possibly they can alternate. They're kind of we've no fullbacks, so we've got to, we've got to work them both in. Um, we've we're, there's a, there is a lack of actually. Kevin Lisby is on the bench. He could or and Healy could play as a with David Healy as well. They can both play. They could both play in a wide role. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But the three central midfielders: Trevor Putney. Peter Morris, um, and Morris Putney, obviously we know Morris again goes back to the sixty. He was late sixties, early seventies, um, and the great Clive Woods. And it scared me to realise he's seventy-one. My lord, wow. as time flies by. Um, up front, we've got lots of options, um, and uh, Darrell's gone with Alan Lee, um, which makes sense. He was because I think he played on loan. He wasn't there. For, uh, Norwich for long, but he, he played, played against yeah, us. Three two. Like, yeah, he didn't get a good did. reception, and then he came back and joined the coaching yeah. staff, and everyone forgot yeah. about it. Actually, yeah. no, he came back as a player, didn't he? He did. He did come back as a player. It was yeah. um the the, the past revisit and and John John Dean as well, who because yeah. he he went from Villa to Norwich, and then from Norwich to us in the in the mid eighties, and plan our options on the bench. You see, Keith Burchin. It's decent. 
he's a decent striker. You could you, you'd need to find, you could put him in. I could see why he went with Lee and Dean though. Um, you've got David Healy. Um, he had a couple of loans for Preston uh, from Preston when he was a Preston player. He went to Norwich for the, and and then he was on loan with us as well from Sunderland. Lisby and and Jordan Rhodes obviously as well Jordan as on the bench. Got to be on the bench, isn't he? Got to be on the bench. Yeah, yep. they does indeed. Yep. And then there's a midfielder who I don't I don't know. Does the name Tom Adiemi ring a bell with you? I don't think he's played for Ipswich, is he? I'm not sure. I don't think he has. I'm not sure. He's anyway. He's on the bench. We leave him in. Just we'll give Daryl the benefit of the doubt. And um, the other comment. Do you want to bring up the other comment? Uh, yeah. So he's, he's mentioned on. Ian Crook. He <laughs> doesn't know which way to go. He's on the yeah. A140, kind of going around and doing UEs because it's just on a deadline day and he doesn't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. Ian Crook, the Hassan Cashlall of the nineties. Oh, the one that got away. Yeah. There's a mm. there's a photo you can find it of him holding an Ipswich shirt. That <laughs> it does exist. I've seen it. Um, Never mind. It's like it's like it's like on FA Cup final day, isn't it? Yes, yes. It, 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 it is rumored to exist. Yes, yeah. Oh, Good dear. stuff. Thank you for that, and obviously managed thank, by Paul Lambert, obviously. Absolutely, and thank you, Daryl. Thank you so much, and the happiest of birthdays to you, mate. Happiest of birthdays. There's a present for yeah. you on Sunday, and just finishing off Norwich. Um, for those watching on the on YouTube, the shirts behind me, uh, mm. 2003, the two 0 away win, uh, Bodic assist for Willness and Darren Bennett in the last minute past Robert Green and that one is the Danny Haynes handball last minute goal so <laughs> two away wins at Carrow Road shirts that I've managed to dig out I've um, yeah. I've had I've bought three I've been on eBay prolifically this week um, mm. so hopefully one or two of them will make an appearance before the end of the season one is um, I finally got my hands on um, the promotion winning shirt from the 91-92 season Mm. Um, so I never owned it as a kid so I'm yeah. Um, yeah that's added to the collection this week so hopefully that'll get an airing in more ways than one fingers um, crossed before the end of the mm. season let's finish off with some questions Harry. we've got plenty so we'll do our best to get through as many of these as we can um, yeah. Barry Mann asks about the weak link in the Norwich team um, he, he mentions Cruel but he follows up um, and asks a question um when we beat Norwich, Winky Smiley Face, um, <laughs> do you see that as the possible kickstart to the Great Escape or just another Swansea result that gives us faith for an extra game? Um, it's probably the latter, isn't it, at this stage? Or is this the potential game that Lambert wants to... Depends on the win. It depends, and it depends yeah. on how the front four connect. Okay. To me, the whole thing hangs on that. If they can click then that changes the whole balance of the team. You play further up the field, etc. That's that's what you're... It feels like we're waiting for Godot. It'll never happen. But that's what I'm looking for. If they can connect. If it's a jammy, ugly win, well, we'll take it. But if it's if there's some fluency in the attacking third, yeah. then you think, okay, we're, we're on to something here. Yeah. Is, yeah. That's my view. Um, yeah. Mikey Smith of the Blue Monday team says, do you expect us to win a tight game or win by a few? Well, I think a few. Once we go two up, then the self doubt will creep in. As long as we make it safe by half time, that's all I yeah, care. And, and then we just and we just keep hitting them on the counter. Then, yep, yep. No, yep. Um, Harvey Davis um, asks us all formation. Was, there's a wink there for people on YouTube on that one. It's a great question, Mikey. Um, Harvey Davis asks: Is it time to give three five two another go? Pennington could play in his natural position. Judge can play the number ten. And we can have two strikers. Granted, it didn't work be Brentford in the season, but we've got the personnel to play it now. Thoughts three five two, or specifically, can I ask you on the two up front? Because Dave Diamond has been going on about this for quite some time. A lot of questions mm. about it too. Yeah. Thoughts on three at the back and two up top. I'm. I've been. I'm nervous. I have to say. We talked. We we touched on it earlier. The danger of playing four four two for starters is the two get isolated the danger of playing 3-5-2 is that we're flaky enough 
out wide anyway, that it could end up becoming a 5-3-2. And with with midfielders getting dragged out to act to double up on whoever's coming down the side, I'm given where we are at the moment. I I would I wouldn't touch anything. I would just try and get this model working efficiently. But I can see the point. Um, it's it, it's it, it's it's where the balance. It's trying to get the right balance, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's sticking. Mm. I I agree that there's so there's some merit in consistency. I think we just need to get bodies forward. I think no one would be yeah. banging on about the one up front if the one up front wasn't so isolated. Mm. I think that's the yep. issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's some, there's some fair the shots there. Um, yeah. Simo, I think, again, kind of endorsing what we said, you can dress our season up any, any way you like. Um, but the way I see it is we are just not very good. A win on Sunday would be great, but I don't think it could start a late revival. So Simo thinks... Um, similarly to us, perhaps there, but again, yeah. we think depending on the type of win, if there's a win, if big if, um, Harry, um, throw who's in? Why not? Um, <laughs> possibly because he's not fit. Would be any reason, wouldn't it? I don't think he's fit. No, I don't think he is. It's um, he he would be he would be perfect in there. You could him him or Teddy or him and Teddy with Skews sitting behind them in a, you know, in a dream world that would, you know, if, if, if the world, if we were functioning normally, that would be ideal. Yeah. Sound like Bishop had a good game against Sheffield Wednesday, but he didn't finish mm. the game. So I'd, mm. I'd quite like to see Teddy Bishop in there. Town, town boy, yeah. I think he might, you know, oh, um, yeah. Benjamin Bloom. Oh, I need to stop asking mm. Benj- um, Blue Monday team questions, but He's he's kind of gone with this acceptance curve thing that we I've talked about yeah. before. Feels like time town fans are on stage four of coping with being shit. Um, hope denial. Blame one player. Blame the formation. Blame the manager. Blame the owner. Discuss. I think from what I've heard or what I've seen on Twitter, there's somewhere between four and five, isn't there? Yeah. Um, but I think blame the owner is number one for me all the time. I blame the um, owner starting from that and then work from there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd, put, I'd agree with. I'd go. I'd probably skip stage five. I know I've said this before. I'm please. Cut Lambert some slack, please do. You've no idea what he inherited. The the more you look at it, the worse it is. Um, you, you know, we talk about lack of balance in a team, and Hurst utterly, utterly unbalanced the team on all levels. And you know, it's it's such a rebuilding job that that Lambert's had to do. So I I would just. You know, in terms of blaming the manager, I would really put that in brackets. Let him have a summer window. Yes. To, to, please, to try and just reset the thing. It is, it, you know, we, we we could do we could do an hour on just so there was so much damage. You could do an hour on it comfortably and still not get to the bottom of it right. in terms of tactics, in terms of transfers, in terms of morale, yep. in terms of training, fitness, you name it. Everything was done so badly. Yep. Anyway, moving on. I yeah, I'm 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 yeah I'm I'm kind of in the. If we're blaming someone, I'm I'm still a I'm with Evans. Possibly, I can see why the formation is getting questioned as well. If we've got, if in the sense that we you can't not change something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Arthur Pickthorn um, asks us about the three at the back. I think we've answered that and given yeah. our opinion. I think if we if we just clog up the defence, we'll sit back and we'll be picked off. But he yeah. asks um, if Chambers, Collins, and Pennington are all fit. Who plays? I'll lob NCR in there. If 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 Chambers and Collins are fit, they've got to start, haven't they? They've they've got to start, yeah. Because it does mean then that the the midfield is less hell bent on having to protect them. Because I did from what I saw of the Wednesday game, my sense was that Lambert was my, that was mindful of that and the way the team was set up. I could be that was my it, which didn't help in terms of inviting Wednesday on to us. Shoot me down if I'm wrong, but as I was just going on what I was watching on the screen, um, but that's how it felt to me. Whereas when you've got Collins and Chambers in there, it done theoretically frees the midfielder to go and have a little look. 
at what's going on at the other end of the field and it might get it might help get us forward yeah yeah um Benjamin Arier, uh, when was the last time you remember the bottom four of the championship being so poor? I wonder whether there's a view here that, that because we're part of it, um, we know how bad the teams are around us. I think usually you kind of watch from a distance, but now we're part of it. It's, it's pretty poor quality down there, isn't there? Oh, it's shocking. No, it's the worst quartet. I mean, they are absolute basket cases, all four teams. Um, the only reason Rotherham are struggling, to be fair to them, is because they just lack quality. I always say one team goes down because they're not big enough, and that would be Rotherham if they do drop. But the other three are, um, oh God, case studies. Yeah. yeah, Indeed, how not to match a football club. Um, Alex Pryke <laughs> and James Meeling kind of I'll merge this together. Um, how much is this going to hurt? <laughs> And James saw... says, will it ever get better? I oh, read... God, I hope so, James. I read that out to my Italian mate, Vince, this morning because there was a plaintiff, there was a sad face beside it. Will it ever yeah. get better? And you just went, you know, it's this kind of, what have, what have we done? I what think I warned James. I think he asked a question maybe a couple of months ago, three months ago, yeah. what it's going to be like. Mm. And, I, and I said, this is probably the worst it could be in terms of the scenarios that I painted out to you. So apologies, James, if I've predicted yeah. the future. But um, how much is this going to hurt in terms of losing to Roach? I mean, they expect to beat us. We expect to lose. So I'd take, you know, I'd take uh, a narrow defeat, frankly, at this point. But it's, I'm philosophical about. I'm philosophical about this one. It's not. No, it won't be a. It won't. Be, it won't be a darkened room at the end of it. To be no, honest, it won't really, matter. Um, well, you know, as long as yeah. we don't get absolutely pummeled. Um, yeah. Will it get better? I, I bloody hope so, James. I, mm -hmm. I hope so. Um, our good friend Mrs. Nuts, um, how are your current states of mind? You've just given us a bit of an insight there. Mine is a mix of having a funny tummy crossed with the feeling of constant anxiety you get when you've gone out and you think you've left the gas on. Yeah. Is it is supporting Ipswich Town like thinking you've left the gas on or left the oven on or it's a, it's it, it's true actually. It's it's a she's I think Mrs. Nuts has put her finger on something in the sense that it's kind of it's like a dull toothache that's kind of accompanied us all season. I mean, Lambert, to be fair, has been very gracious. He said we're all supporting him, and he knows how horrible it is when a season like this goes wrong, and we're all having to live with it. But it does feel like that's what it feels like to me. It's like this. So it's like some dull ache that's kind of ambling along in the background. And every time you turn your mind to it, it you just think, oh God, no! It's like a yeah. It's, it's like a pile of invoices, and you think, oh, I've got to, I'll come back to them later, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no, and that's the sad thing is, but it's been like that for so long for us. It's you know, it's oh, you know, just to have just to have something to cheer would be fantastic. Yep. And mm. in terms of current state of mind, I, I'm in acceptance, Harry. I'm not in bargaining yeah. anymore, so yeah, I will happily take a win on Saturday, but I certainly don't expect it. Um, mm. Daryl asks, uh, do we give birthday shout-outs? I think we've already answered that one, so many happy yeah. times again. A um, couple more. Um, is there anything to... Uh, Beanie, the Ipswich Beanie, is there anything to show that the relegation to the third tier will be the bottom of our barrel or... and the <laughs> <laughs> the only way is up or do we have further to fall mm. god i think we we've uh, got high hopes of lambert in league one don't we I, I would i would i would say so i think he'll have a bigger rebuilding job to do and he hinted at that in today's press conference he felt that he inherited a really good squad that was a brian gun i think he was didn't configure right and when Lambert got in there he felt he had some brilliant material and he was able just to, it was a question of just getting them structured I think this will be more of a rebuild but I think I would trust Lambert to be able to do that because not only for what he can do but also for who he can attract in as well mm. I would hope yeah and just to supplement that very quickly Ed, Ed Copestake says we all dream about doing a Leicester or Southampton 
Um, but what does it what does it look like League One look like in terms of one season or multiple seasons to come back? Do you think it's a a slow build is necessary because of the kind of long term damage that has maybe been done, or do you think if it could work for Lambert, it could be quite a quick one? Oh no, there's there's a real diff- disparity between the Championship and League One now, as, as Hurst found out ruinously to his cost. And in theory, if we go down, there's nothing to there's no reason why if we can hold the core of what we have together and then uh, there's a lot going to go but you've, there's enough in terms of the younger players and if you can hold on to players like Judge you know people of that quality fingers crossed someone like Chambers as well the experience of him and someone like Skews if they would stay you could then launch you've got a platform on which to build mm. um, because I think there is there is there's as big a difference of a leap now between League One and the Championship as there is between the Championship and the Premier League, and I can think of several clubs looking back over the blogs I've done over the years who've made quick promotions from League Two to League One to the Championship. Yeovil, Burton, and Rotherham all talked about that that the fact you go you go League Two to League One no problem at all. League One to the Championship bloody hell, mm. it's a huge leap. So in theory, if you're dropping down, we we should have enough about us, hopefully, in terms of the scale of the club, etc., to be able to. And as long as we don't, you know, thankfully having Lambert, but we can, we we should have enough to be able to rebuild and push, and hopefully spin and go back up again. Yeah, I can't see a double relegation game. Well, I can't foresee it. Can't foresee mm. anything at the moment. But I, mm. I I agree with you that Lee, you know, Rother, Rotherham is one of the best teams that the League One has to offer and they're hovering above the relegation zone in the Championship. So yeah. there is a lot yeah. of chaff in League One just as yeah. much as there are teams that probably fancy their chances of going up. Yeah. Um, FPL tracked it very quickly. Um, th- your thoughts on Nudson? There was, uh, it was a two to three vote in favour of him being given a chance, um, but Lambert mm. appears to have poured cold water on that. Thoughts on Knudsen? I, I, I thought about this all day because I, I know thought it might come up I saw him a close hand again in the Stoke game and I felt he was playing within himself um, I was right on the touchline and watching him I, 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 I feel he left the club in his mind before Christmas and I think pulling that back the other the other thing I'd lob in is is he suited to our style of football going back to what we were talking about with Tete and Grant Hanley with Norwich is he more of a Mick type of player yeah, for whom you know there's no way in God's earth Nudson would ever play in the Norwich team for example because just because of how they're set up he's you know it's, he is more like Hanley he's an out and out defender and I think for the type of football that Lambert is trying to get us to play but that said we are so appalling in our wide defensive roles I've never known anything like this before in terms of just how vulnerable we seem to be constantly and we also get so heavily punished you can see the argument for bringing him in but I the weight of the weight of opinion for me is against at the moment I have to say but yep. yeah. um, so apologies to average FIFA dad um, and Andy G Andy Grimes I think there's some tactical questions there that I'm hoping we've we've answered um, mm-hmm. in terms of the formation of personnel and, and yeah. not sitting back. Um, I think we probably agree with you, Andy, there. Um, any advice for Nick R going to Carroll Road for the first time? I think behave yourself. Mm. <laughs> Don't get caught into trouble. And I th- it's yeah, it's and a tough one to enjoy, isn't, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. No, it's a game. I think I remember, again, back, oh, it was about six years ago when they first came down again, when Mick was in charge, a Norwich fan saying, he said, it's actually not a game you necessarily enjoy, even if you win. There's often just, a, you come out of it with a sense of relief mm-hmm. rather than necessarily coming out feeling, you know, all going, ho, we've conquered the world kind of thing. Um, but I do hope, just echoing something that Ben talked about in the Talk Norwich p- p- podcast earlier in the week, 
if there are problems from a policing point of view, just let everybody know what's going on. So therefore, if people, if you manage the crowd that way, there shouldn't. It, hopefully, things won't you know things won't escalate in the way they did last year. Yeah, look so out that's for the each one other. Thing. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and Nick, I hope you enjoy it, Nick. Um, yeah. The atmosphere will be great. Hopefully the sound will sink yeah. throughout. Yeah. And yeah. never know, Nick, you might be the lucky chum that we've needed all this time. Exactly. Um, we'll end on a good one. Simon, uh, Portman Ginge, what has been your favourite old farm derby goal? <laughs> His would be Alex Matthews' first of his hat-trick in the Destruction Derby in 98. Oh, God, yeah, that was a great goal. That was phenomenal. I, I've, I have to say, I keep going back because I can show it to all my friends time and time again, the miskick. The divot. <laughs> Brian Gunn, yeah. Another the divot. The divot. You just, any... any any, any neutral fan who comes into the shop or anybody I've talked to and say, oh, yeah, how big is the Norwich Ipswich game? I say, let me show you. And you just show them that and they just go walk out of the shop or they finish the conversation just falling around the place laughing. And the look on Mr. Lullathorn's face, the yeah. look of, oh my God, you know, what have, what have <laughs> I, I done? supposed to know? <laughs> I was about to look of, oh no. You know, and he knew that this was this chasm of the future. You know, this will be looked at in a hundred years time. That's my one. What, what about you, Richard? Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Matthew one. I, I, a short yeah. mention for Gary Megson's Late stoppage time, headed winner, own goal <laughs> at Christmas time in '93, I think it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, um, yeah. One of my favourite ones, actually, um, for a weird reason, uh, was Darren Benson uh, for the 2003 game that I've got the shirt behind, where yeah. um, he scored. I think it was quite late on. He ran through and slotted mm. past Rob Green. I was listening to that. I'd found a way to listen to it on the radio through the computer. I was at university in the because it was before Wi-Fi and halls of residence and all that kind of fun stuff, you had to go to the computer lab on campus yeah. to use the computer. So I was listening there with headphones on and hadn't really reacted to the first goal. And then when Darren Van ran through to score the winner, I'm there with a computer lab on a Sunday afternoon full of students mm. going absolutely mental <laughs> on in this computer lab. No one knows why. They can't hear it. And I'm there going, Cah! So that's one of my favourite ones. Darren Venn, just from Ashton University, IT uh, lab, on a Sunday super. afternoon. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. Thank you Great for all the questions. Sorry for the ones we didn't read out. Um, Thank you. Plenty there. Um, do you want to give us your plugs, Harry, where we can find your yeah. pre-match blog yeah. and all that? Up at lunchtime Friday on TWTD, um, and it'll be, um, you can find it on my Twitter handle, which is at Harry from Bath. Brilliant stuff. Um, and you can find me at Ipswich um, and the channel at Blue Monday ITFC. I am off to um, Oxford v Sunderland on Saturday, getting a ticket off the ground, getting some football in before Saturday. I'm travelling down with my mates there, but I've been sorted out tickets by a friend, a guy called Tom as well, who's sorted me out. So thank you, mm. Tom. Um, mm. And hopefully I'll see an entertaining game on Saturday and mm. I'll see a crappy... 1-0 Ipswich Town victory on Sunday yeah. me, me and my mates are watching on the telly we'll turn it off if it's looking bad we'll go to the pub instead yeah. so are you, are you watching with the South West guys Harry? Yeah, I'm gonna, yes that's the plan heading over Sunday morning yeah, it should be good hello mm. to the South West, West guys yeah. Um, yeah. thank you yeah. for that brilliant always and we'll be, at, we'll be back next week for a um, preview of the Blue Monday live show you're here have a great weekend everyone It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. 
Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.